So I'm Mike, and I'm Tom. So how come you guys got into this non-duality thing, doing podcasts? Well, we've known each other. We met at university. We're still in the same degree, and uh, yeah, we just clicked um, about. Uh, we kind of had mutual backgrounds in Buddhism and, and meditation and things like that. Yep. We happened to share houses over the last few years and spend time together, and we just decided to put all of our conversations yeah because we've had a lot of really long conversations yeah <laughs> yeah the amazing thing is is, that, is they always just start off about like you're in the kitchen and you're boiling your rice or something and it just from there we end up talking about <laughs> the most incredible things just out of nowhere at two o'clock in the morning yeah. yeah so we thought we'd kind of put some stuff down together and uh, create this website called beingordinary.org um because although we talk about, you know, fascinating things like, well, like enlightenment, the search for ultimate meaning and all this kind of thing, for us, I think it really boils down to just being, yeah, being ordinary, leading an ordinary life uh, and how amazing that is, you know, just by itself. And what about suffering? Well, it's an integral part of life, isn't it? I mean, life is, life is what it is, isn't it? It's whatever flavour happens to come into the picture. And what about seeking? Seeking is that whole kind of uh, adventure for this very uh, perfect, pristine, divine state that you always can't seem to find. But if you just try hard enough one day, then this magical thing will happen. And has it happened? (laughs) Uh, It is happening, yes. What do you guys talk about on your podcast? So far, it's just Tom and myself just talking we just choose a, a topic that's related. It's all to do with, uh, like I say, with being ordinary and sort of turning away from that big, shiny, neon-lit sign that says enlightenment. Yep. That so many people start off just trying to find it. Yep. And, yeah, turning attention back to just the ordinary, um, just what's happening now. Um, yeah, without avoiding it, just looking at it clearly. Yeah, I think it is a somewhat provocative title because uh, you know the the ordinariness that you find in everyday life is actually extraordinary um, just the sheer fact that uh, you can be alive to experience um, the day-to-day things of life is a is a very incredible thing I think it was Einstein that said the miraculous can be found in the mundane. Well, this is it, exactly. And that's, I think we also draw a lot from the kind of Zen, Zen uh, tradition as well, which is, which is really direct as well, you know. Yeah. It does tend to emphasise the ordinary, the ordinary mind. 
Well, we started off defining being ordinary. Yeah. Then we've done what is meditation, the taboo of enlightenment, seeking. What are you looking for? Um, I think to begin with, we're trying to deal with the big ones, aren't we? Getting rid of cliches, getting rid of, you know, exposing preconceptions um, and ideals. Because once they're out of the way, I think things are a lot more obvious and a lot more clear. Well, I think the main thing is that we just bloody enjoy doing it. Yeah. I mean, me and Mike, it's, I mean, we, in the beginning, we compared it to jamming. We're both musicians. Uh, you know, we're not the kind of people that, like, you know, kind of learn, uh, you know, some classical piece of music and then play it note for note in the evenings when our parents are done. You know, we like to have, you know, a blank sheet. We like to just start off with, we don't know what we're going to play. And then it just goes off and we just get lost in the jamming, lost in the playing. And that's what it's yeah. like when we, we riff off each other, someone says something that sparks an idea. And it's exciting, you know, you, you learn new stuff from each other. It's, um, it's, it's good fun. Mm. As soon as you're born, they make you feel small. By giving you no time instead of it all. Till the pain is so big you feel nothing at all A working class hero is something to be A working class hero is something to be If you want to be a hero well just follow me If you want to be a hero, well, just follow me. The mind, it's back to cleverness, isn't it? The mind wants to be famous. Mm. You want to be famous. And ordinariness is looked down upon. You know, who wants to be ordinary? Because we've got a Twitter feed thing on our website. And uh, if I ever enter being ordinary into the search there, it comes up with everyone who's, you know, tweeted something to do with being ordinary. And it's always quotes like, oh, I, I never want to be ordinary, or I hate being ordinary. You know, it's, being ordinary is such a, it's dross, it's looked down upon, everyone wants to be unique. But the thing is, everybody is unique. And they're also ordinary. And they're also ordinary, but our whole culture, which is a culture born from the mind, born of concepts, is a move away from that, it's a move away from what we are. Yeah, the mind wants to avoid being ordinary. <laughs> In some ways, I think that would probably be a good definition of the mind. Yeah. That which runs away from ordinariness, yeah. Listening to a very ordinary podcast called the Urban Euro Cafe.
So if we say that the seeking has ceased, how did that happen? I spent 10 years, over 10 years. Oh, well, actually, my lifetime, I'm 30 now. I was brought up around Theravadan Buddhism. My, my father's a Vipassana teacher. Uh, I went all through Buddhism, Vipassana, Goenka, <clears throat> um, and all various other things, you know. And it just, it, I don't know, just something wasn't working, something wasn't there. And um, last year I was kind of, my life was falling to pieces, basically. I was suffering quite a lot. And I was also undergoing a lot of counselling, which I'd never really done before. And, and that was quite, I found that really helpful. Mm. And then it was actually, yeah, then I came across um, kind of a lot more non-dual direct teachings, which, which seemed to speak to me a lot more than before. Yeah, things like Urban Guru Cafe, so, which is something I wouldn't really look twice at before because I wouldn't know what the hell it was talking about. Yeah. I still don't really know what it's talking about. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> there, well, there we go. It's a load of nonsense, really, but, you know, it's exciting to to see how it's possible to even try and express this. Last summer, I was um, actually reading a book by Rupert Spira, who I think has also been on Urban Guru Cafe. Yep. And I just read this one sentence, and suddenly it was just clear. It was like I'd got a joke, uh, you know, the punchline to a joke that I'd heard like 20 years ago. And I just, it was just obvious. Yep. It was, it was, I was just laughing. It was just ridiculous. And I, I was in the library at the time studying, so I had to get out of the library because I, I realized I was just staring at things and, uh, and laughing to myself. So I went out and ended up in this garden. And then I just had this kind of 45 minute experience where. I was, <laughs> yeah, to put it into words, I was everything, yet everything was me, yet there was no me. No separation, but not even the thought. There's no separation. It was just natural, obvious, and everything was just, in and still is, intensely clear and beautiful. But it's beautiful to no one, and that was the striking thing. Mm. What really struck me about this whole, about life is that, for 20 years or so, I've been really looking for something called emptiness, you know? Hmm. <laughs> I've been really frustrated that I could never <laughs> find it. How far do you have to go to find it? Well, that's it. And suddenly, suddenly it wasn't emptiness that I discovered. It was what I call fullness. So full, in fact, that there's no room for me. And, of course, since then, my mind kicks back into action and it wants to... First of all, claim it, then it wants to argue that I don't have anything, but then it wants to think that it understands it. So the mind does come back into play, but, but since then there's just been a more subtle relaxation, even though it's not as intense as it once was. What I would say is um, all there is is awareness. Thoughts, doubts, intensity, beauty, a feeling of separation, but it's all just happening in this embrace of awareness and there's nothing that doesn't arise within that awareness but what we say is it's all inclusive yes it's all inclusive and i haven't found anything and i don't think there can be anything that stands outside of that so that's kind of where i am now and, and that's why we decided to to do this site so we're kind of talking from this place and hoping to bring people back to this real obviousness mm. that uh, is so clear yet strangely so so bloody hard to sing.
when you do really come home, when you really do realise the depth and power of your very own heart, even what appears to be the greatest suffering and the greatest loss is perfectly within uh, your abilities. Um, and, and just goes on to reinforce your inner resources. So, in, you know, in terms of this question, you know, am I seeking anymore? It's like, my God, I've, I've had enough of that. I, I'm just not really interested in that anymore. Yeah, I mean, you know, I do prefer happiness, you know, and, I, and I'm not a fan of suffering. You know, so I do, there is seeking in some sense, but in terms of this kind of enlightenment experience, no, that, that's very much, I, I'm just not really interested in that anymore. On that note, I'm going to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks a lot, yeah, Gilbert. Okay. No worries. Okay, so. You've been listening to Michael and Tom who have a podcast site called Being Ordinary. The link is on our site. You're listening to the extraordinary music of Sheila Chandra.
extraordinary Urban Guru Cafe is produced in a very ordinary way in Australia. <laughs>